Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who <laughs> are I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one, because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me for the first time on Beer with Geeks, but not for the first time in my life, is my fiance Mary. How are you today, Mary? I'm doing great. Thank you, Timothy. Excellent. Uh, some, some listeners might recognize Mary's dulcet tones and that they are not Frank's. La, 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 la. Right. They might recognize Mary's tones <laughs> from <laughs> Tolkien TV Talk uh, in the special episodes Uncoding the Similarillion. Silmarillion. There. Yeah. See? Say it with me. Nope. I won't. Okay. Silmarillion. 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 Sil. Sil. Ma. Ma. Rill. Rill. E. E. Un. Un. Tutta fruit. It's the same. It's the same. It's a valiant effort. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, Frank is Frank is indisposed uh, at the, this week. So so Mary is kind enough to step in. He's not ill. No. Like indisposed. Well, Ill. in the head, sure. But aside from that, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> no, Frank is on vacation. So oh, with oh. His, with his lovely wife. So anyway, here on Beer with Geeks, we normally sit back, crack open a couple of beers, talk about those beers, then talk about a topic. But Mary does not drink beer, no. so I'm not going to force you to do so. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. That. You're actually drinking nothing right now. No, I, I just had a glass of water slash seltzer. Oh, see? you know, you're just Mixing it up. Foxy, foxy lady. Um, <laughs> and I am actually also drinking a seltzer because I didn't feel like a beer because it's late for beer. That's that's it. So while Frank is gone, there's no beer. It's just geeks. <laughs> with geeks. With geeks. Podcasting with geeks. Anyway, we're here to talk about a very unfortunate event, Mary. A seemingly many fortunate events, perhaps, about the Baudelaire orphans. Orphans here is a word that normally means children without parents. We're not those. No. No. Thankfully. So, Thankfully. So anyway, uh, Mary and I are going to talk about a series of unfortunate events, which was just wrapped up its third and final season on Netflix. So if you haven't watched it, listen to this episode anyway, but we are going to spoil pretty much the whole story um, with whatever we feel like. We advise you to stop listening now. Exactly. Exactly. As Lemony would so gladly do himself. So, um, Mary, you read the books, right? I did. Twice. Twice. I've read them twice. I read them once. Books are for nerds. What a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Nerd. I read them as a child, a young reader, um, because I picked them up from the bookstore as they were coming out. Back when Borders was a thing, That's Mm. I used to go buy them at Borders. I think some of them still have the Borders stickers on them. Uh, Blast from the past. But I read them like 
couldn't wait for them to come out as a kid and then finish the series. There's 13 books. And after I finished them, I started reading other things and I got to college and I was going through books. I said, oh, I should read these again because I remember they were funny um, and they're pretty sophisticated, too. And I like I learned new vocabulary from them. And the great thing about the books is that he actually defines it for you. So he uses a word like penultimate and then defines it for you. So you learn vocab and you feel like an adult is reading the books because um, he treats you like an adult. And the, the premise of the books is that all the adults in the in the Baudelaire universe are completely inept and the kids are the ones who know what's going on and can actually um, get stuff done. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to read that as a kid um, and say like, oh, cool, kids can do stuff too. Um, so I read them again in college and I could not put them down. They were absolutely hilarious as a second read through. Um, there's a nice like diversion from textbook reading that's good does the tone of the show match the tone of the books or are they different absolutely they are so close that's what i really loved about the show is if you like if anybody remembers back in like 2006 or whatever the oh, heck the movie that's too far came, i don't know when it came out that's too far away okay. no one remembers that <laughs> no one back. remembers that we've all erased it from our minds um but if you remember way back when Nickelodeon produced a um Nickelodeon produced a movie of the first three was books. Nickelodeon movie? It was Nickelodeon really? and Jim Carrey starred as Count Olaf. He was great. Meryl Streep was in it as Aunt Josephine. Mm-hmm. Uh Billy Connolly was Billy- Uncle Monty. Yep, I remember that. And Jude Law was the voice of Lemony Snicket. He was also the body of Lemony Snicket. We do see Lemony Snicket. It's like in this shadowy... Like, yeah, he like thing. types in a clock tower or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that movie came out and it covered the first three books and it just... Who's Mr. Poe in that movie? Oh, uh, no, who it is? It's um, oh, it's Peter Pettigrew. What's his name? Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall? Is Timothy it really Spall. him? I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look it up. Look it I'll up, use please. my look up yeah. for you. Um, so that movie, while it was like, like great cast, right? I mean... How could you go wrong? But oh, yeah. they had to shove three books where there's something. Granted, I mean, the books aren't long. They were a quick read. Right. So it's not tons of stuff, but they're highly detailed books and everything fits together like a jigsaw puzzle. So every little detail all comes back eventually to make sense in the end. Um, Movie came out in 2004. <laughs> okay. And what was I looking up? I forgot. Yeah, Who played Timothy Mr. Paul. Mr. It's Timothy Spall. Okay. Yep. Catherine O'Hara as Justice Strauss. See, I don't remember. I can't remember. Craig Ferguson as person as indeterminate. Um, Hench person of indeterminate in, gender. Yeah. Wow, really? Craig Ferguson, person of indeterminate gender. See, like, I don't even remember what the hench people looked like in the like, film. That's how. Like Craig Ferguson. I, that's, but that's like how little the movie affected me. Like, there were a few funny things. It just seemed like this weird, like gothic macabre macabre kind of like edward scissorhands kind of feeling yeah it definitely has a tim burton vibe tim burton yeah it's just it felt like tim burton and funny fact so i have here timothy was so kind and bought me this lovely book um this enormous book it is the incomplete history of secret organizations an utterly unreliable account of netflix's a series of unfortunate events um you can't trust it though it's unreliable you can't trust it at all this is actually a really cool book if anybody is interested in in the series or if you're like lemony snicket fans it's it's very detailed um but fun fact the director of the show was supposed to be the director of that film and he got fired 
Really? From You can tell I'm engaged to Tim because, like, before I knew Tim, I would never have, like, found that factoid cool. But <laughs> he's rubbing off on me, people. <laughs> I try. It's all, it's all this. I'm I like soap. You, yep. yep. I, you know, I whittle away. Whittle away. It's just. Something like that. It's, it's scary. It's scary. Um. So yeah, so he was supposed to be the director. He got fired, and Daniel Handler, the author of a series of unfortunate events, aka Lemony Snicket, whoa, also got what? fired. His name's from... not Le- I'm sorry. No, so... <laughs> <laughs> he also got fired from the film. Huh? You can't fire the creator. Well, actually, you can, but that's dumb. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So that may be why the movie was so crummy. Um, I just remember liking the way that Jim Carrey says hello to the Baudelaire hello, orphans. Hello, Ooh, hello, hello. I think that would, that's a, that sticks in my yeah, brain. Yeah. But the director of the movie is actually the director of Casper, the Friendly Ghost. Oh, really? Yeah. That's my fun fact. Okay. Right? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what it just didn't strike. Like Neil Patrick Harris, and I love Jim Carrey. I think he's great, but Neil Patrick Harris just just takes Hilarious. it and like takes Hilarious. it away. Like it's awesome. Who was your favorite? Because the for those who don't know, the conceit is that you know the Baudelaire's uh, parents they die in a in a fire, yeah, mysterious know, fire, we mysterious don't know. fire, we don't know, and so so they kind of move from one guardian to the next guardian to the next guardian, who are all part of this potentially secret organization, and you know the Count Olaf is after the Baudelaire fortune; he needs the kids to claim that fortune. Yeah. And he's part of the secret organization and he is as well. also or was part of the secret yeah. organization. So the secret organization, VFD, Volunteer Fire Department, which they finally... Like, I love the show because it fleshed out the, the books. Like, you kind of were like, oh, is that what it stands for? Or like, oh, did this person do that or whatever? The show just took it all and answered most of those questions mm-hmm. that I had lingering from the books, which was great. So I feel like they fleshed it out really beautifully without, like, sacrificing anything from the book. Like, they were true to the books. Um so the the VFD had a big schism. So they were like all hunky dory for a while, and then they split because of this like mixed up ideology of mm-hmm. like fighting fire with fire, and like who's gonna, you know, who's good, who's bad, what is good and bad. That it's very morally ambiguous. Yeah, this universe, which is kind of like what I don't like about it, but it it makes for an interesting story. Why don't you like that about it? I don't know. Like, I get annoyed with things that are morally ambiguous. Like, sometimes I get annoyed with Game of Thrones or, you know what I mean? Like that's... Because you don't feel like there's anybody truly good in the universe. Like, yeah. Like, there's no one re- really to root for. There's no Samwise Gamgee, right? Where yes. you're just like, or I guess arguably maybe Luke Skywalker or yeah, yeah. something like that, where you're just like, you're just a good person and I'm I'm on your side. Yeah. And you know who, who like, to root. And they, I'm fine with, like, having bad characters and whatever and twists and, you know secrets and stuff like that but i this is why i love the lord of the rings so much because it's like this is good this is evil let us watch what happens that's true but i I would really hesitate to call the baudelaire orphans bad no 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 no. they're surrounded by a lot of like moral ambiguity moral ambiguity yeah i think that's what makes them interesting as characters yeah and they struggle with it too the kids struggle with the moral ambiguity oh yeah around them who so so the so each episode of the show is two books of the is two no, two episodes two. per show is one book of the um, series, correct? Right? Or just about just about that? Yeah. So they took the the end. The thirteenth book is called the end. Mm-hmm. Um, they only had one episode for that. Yeah, which was fine. fine. But yeah, I don't think they needed two episodes. It was fine. I think I would have got sick of 
the end at that point, I think, too. Yeah. The, especially yeah. the island and everything. So um so my question is so after all it's so like going through all of that, what is your like what was your favorite set piece? My favorite all? set piece. Because oh, the sets gosh. in the show, the production design is just through out of this world. It's stunning. And it, it, this is like a high budget. I'm just like flipping through the book today before doing this and they were saying like the sets were so expensive. They had hundred and twenty five carpenters mm. working at at once. Wow. At once. At once. So that's like a lot. There's a lot going on. So they, they spent no expense um, on this show. So every set, and I feel like when we were watching it, we're like, wow, that set's great. That set's great. Like every everyone got better and better. But I think it's between the reptile room. Yeah. Well. And. Um, Twist. If I didn't think that was your favorite, then I don't, up. I don't deserve to be at the same room with you. <laughs> yeah. The reptile room or. um. Hmm. I don't know. So I guess it's the reptile. It's the reptile room, and probably the the submarine was really cool. Submarine was very cool. That was really cool. But yeah, I love the reptile room. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to. They don't equate to your favorite episodes either, right? Because your favorite room, like, because I loved the submarine, but those weren't my favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah, but I I do like the reptile room. That's probably one of my favorite books. Yeah, like the hospital was great. It was super creepy, but it's not my favorite. You know what I mean? I think I like the episode more than the set. Yeah, yeah. You know, the um, the hotel set was fantastic. Yeah, I think that one was my favorite. The the hotel set was just yeah. Both hotel sets actually, you know the both hotels because there's a, the third season hotel and the second season hotel. Oh, you're talking about Dark Avenue, the penthouse, the penthouse, the yes, penthouse. Yeah, the penthouse was, was really great. Just, yeah, that's right. Yeah, not a hotel. Yeah. It was penthouse. Yeah, was just stupidly good. Yeah, stupidly good. Yeah. So, um. Okay, so that's that. Who was your favorite? Who um? Who was your favorite guardian? My favorite guardian. Because oh. you have you know Aunt Josephine and Uncle Monty, and then other people's names who I can't remember. So these are not. I don't want side characters, but I want um, the guardian, uh, guardian or VFD members. I want the actual like just the guardians. Okay. Well, most of the gu- the guardians are VFD members. Yes, I know. In fact, no, 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 that's no, no, how no. they get passed between the people. Right, I knew. Well, I mean, I knew that. That's yeah, okay. fairly yeah. obvious when you watch the show. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, like, I don't want um, other ins- uh, auxiliary characters I that see. are not guardians. Okay, different ones. Okay, it's Uncle Monty, of course, because yeah. he's a herpetologist. Right. I liked Uncle Monty. I don't love Uncle Monty. Really? Oh, I love. I I always liked Uncle Monty's character because he's like this eccentric kind of like. So I do. Although it, my pet peeve, my pet peeve is that they're like. So I'm a herpetologist. And as you know, a herpet, and they're like, let me snick it, defines it for you. Like a herpetologist is somebody who studies snakes. No, a herpetologist is somebody who studies reptiles and amphibians, not just snakes. That's true. And I think, I think in the reptile room, he even says like, oh, it's filled with reptiles, like toads. I'm like, toads are amphibians. This is very simple. <laughs> no, nobody. I know nobody, nobody else cares. I don't know if it's caring. I don't know if anybody's going to call them out on Anybody it. with a decent science background <laughs> okay. should know. Hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking of my own question. Like, who's my favorite? Who's my favorite guardian? It might be um, Jerome Squalor. Oh, yeah, Jerome. Uh, like, yeah. the penthouse guy. He was hilarious. Like, really, truly, like, funny. Yeah, he was funny. So who's your favorite side character? 
Because there's so many. There's like a gazillion side characters and they're all hysterical. Okay. So I'm going to leave the Snicket family out of this because yeah. there's three Snickets. So we'll talk about them later. Yeah. My favorite side character, good character, is Larry, your waiter. <laughs> I knew you were going to say, I'm love, Larry, your waiter. I'm Larry, your waiter. He's hilarious. He's so funny. Just fish costumes and clown costumes and whatever weird eccentric restaurant. He answers the phone. Hi, this is Larry, your waiter. Larry, your waiter. I think they even, I think this is supposed to be his actual his last, last name. name. Yeah. Your waiter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about 10 feet away from him in December. Oh, really? Because I remember when I went to go see To Kill a Mockingbird with Jeff Daniels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw it. Jeff Daniels was in it. I didn't yeah. see it with Jeff Daniels. It was Jeff- My buddy, Jeffy. <laughs> I was on stage with him. I was on stage with him, and then they dragged me off because I wasn't supposed to be there. But no, I saw it with Palmer of Academy Rewind fame. Um, I guess life fame too, not the magazine, just you know being alive. Yeah, he's also on Beer with Geeks. He is sometimes. Yes, he is. Um, and Supergirl TV talk yep. for that matter. He's very everywhere. He's Palmer's just, got his hands. He's a jack of all, all trades in all the dishes. Yes, his hands <laughs> in all the dishes. Palmer, wash your hands. Anyway. Um, <laughs> It's going to be like, no. Yes. No. You wash your, your hands. hands. <laughs> so I um, so I saw it with Palmer, but then, you know, we were at the stage door waiting for Jeff Daniels and a few other, and a few other people popped out. You know, Sarah Paulson was there mm-hmm. and Taylor Holland. But Larry, your waiter, also was waiting outside she was like, the Larry, stage waiter. door. <laughs> but I couldn't remember where I knew him from while I was oh, oh. looking at him the whole time. I was like, I know who you are. And I just couldn't figure it out. And I. It was like the train ride home or the next day where I was like, that was Larry, your waiter. I was so close to him. Anyway, I love Larry, your waiter. Okay, Larry, your waiter. Yeah. How about you? Um, oh, that's so hard because there's like. I mean, you. what about uh, those are just your what about just the good people? So just so don't do the henchmen. OK, yet. OK. Just the good on the good side of VFD. My favorite side character. I know. Oh, gosh. There's so many good ones. There's like so many good ones. I know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I have a... Yeah, no, we'll be here all night if I try to... Yeah, you're just staring at me blankly. This is not good podcasting, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it this. Not not talking does not make good radio. Okay, well, skip my question. (laughs) Skip over me. Well, then, fine. Favorite henchman. Favorite henchman. Oh, gosh. Why uh the hook handed man. The hook handed man is yeah. pretty great. Hooky, he's funny. I like the the hench person of indeterminate gender yeah. too, because they have the wonderful capability of just like the one liners mm-hmm. that come out at random times. My home is the sea. Actually it's, it's a large lake. lake. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I think it was mine was going to be the henchman of indeterminate gender, yeah. but I think the sinister duo, the woman, uh, the oh the sisters, the, yeah, no, the man with a beard and the woman, oh, uh, oh the yeah, man yeah, with yeah, no yeah. hair and a beard and the woman with hair and no, no beard, beard. Well, which actually, if you look at them very closely, the man's like beard is her piece hair. is her hair. It, it just, just flipped upside down. <laughs> they're so they're they're. I wouldn't call them funny, but I I I wanted to see so much more of them. Yeah, that I just. Couldn't help but like stare at them. Yeah, they were just so cool looking. Yeah, I loved that. Um, your favorite Count Olaf disguise? Ah, uh, oh, that one's hard because they're really good. I know. Well, I mean, there's so many of them. Too, there are so right? many yeah, of them, because yeah. if you go through, there's regular Count Olaf, and then there's the scientist guy. Uh, Stefano. I am Stefano. Yep, that and, guy. And yep. then there's my favorite Captain Sham. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, he's Captain yeah, Sham funny. is my favorite. My home is the, the sea. sea. <laughs> oh, so good. And then Captain Sham, and then the lumberjack guy. Oh, then he's like the assistant for the, he's the, like the secretary for the eye doctor. I didn't mm-hmm. like that one. Coach Genghis is pretty funny because he's wearing a turban, but he does like a southern accent. Oh, yeah. Like this the whole time. It's pretty funny. Well, with Roger Bart as the vice principal. He was great. Yeah. Vice principal hero. Yeah. <laughs> I would sit off of my violin recital. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I like um, Captain Sham and I, I like the detective because I was reading in the book Detective Dupin. He based that off of um, the Cheetos Cheetah. That's where oh, he got the idea. That's <laughs> amazing. It's just not cool. Um, he so that one and uh, what's the next one I'm thinking of? Oh gosh, the, not that. The doctor. Oh, Gunter, Gunter in the in the Ursatz elevator. That's probably my favorite. I am foreign, please. Oh yeah, that one is. <laughs> He's got these big like false teeth, and these huge sunglasses, these tall boots. It's so funny. That one's good because he always because his costumes they always tried to hide. Kyle always tries to hide his unibrow because that yeah. was his, he thought, his defining feature. Yeah. Even though all of it is defining. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, I have a special place in my heart for Mr. Poe, who is <laughs> quite possibly the dumbest person alive. He is so dumb. I like when they, they go to the village and he's like, oh, I wonder how they'll pick who your guardians are. I hope it's like that charming, um, the lottery. Mm-hmm. He's referencing the lottery, the short yeah. story, the lottery. Oh, yeah. Where they... It's the Shirley Jackson story. Shirley Jackson. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I was like that charming Shirley Jackson story. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's good. I like when Kit Snicket is his secretary, but not his secretary. He's like, oh, she just never comes to work. <laughs> I don't actually work for you. <laughs> Jacqueline. Jacqueline. <laughs> she's, she's under the table all the time. She's just underneath the desk on the phone all the time. That's great. So, so that actually brings it. So, there are three Snickets in the. Mm. There are three Snickets that you get. There's, um, there's Lemony Snicket, the narrator, Patrick Warburton, and then the, his brother Jacques, played by Nathan Fillion, mm. and then there's Kit Snicket, played by Allison Williams. Mm. And so, who is your favorite Snicket? Oh, Lemony. Lemony's your favorite. Yeah, he's my question. favorite because it's just they so get more awkward. Nor- they get more normal as they go on. It's funny. Like Lemony, the oldest, is like just a weird guy. Yeah, yeah, and then. And then Jacques is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kit is just like a nice regular person. Yeah, I'm just a normal person. Um, you know, I like Lemony, like, because they, they put him in. I just like the narration, the quickness of it. I was reading in the book, they were trying to push them to talk faster. Really? Because they wanted it to be really snappy. Because the lines, when they say them, a lot of times it's funny because it's fast. That's correct. Yeah. It wouldn't be funny if they did, but he just like rolls right into one thing for the other. It'd be like if somebody, if something happened and then somebody said pistachios for everyone and something happened and then they cut quickly to like something that happens that he just referenced and it happens in the show and he goes pistachios for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like, I also like Patrick Warburton because I've always loved him since Seinfeld. Right. Go support and the team. He really is his most Patrick Warburton-y. Yeah. In a lot of ways, he's yeah. he's so good. The um, I think the thing that I liked about the show the most is that even though, and I'm sure this is the, the just the tone that even though it says like a series of unfortunate events, it like it is like if it if it's not funny, if it's done without this like wink and a smile mm. and a like, it could be the most depressing thing you ever watch. Oh, oh yeah, it could be because it just the subject matter itself is so depressing. 
but it just keeps moving because it's so dry. It is w- quite possibly one of the driest, funniest, funniest things I've ever watched. Like if you mm. like Mel Brooks, you will like Lemony Snicket. Yes, I would say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Although Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks is dry, but he's also silly. That's true. There's a lot of silliness. To, there's not a lot of silliness to I this because it's just so dry. <laughs> I disagree. I think Olaf and the henchmen counter with silliness. Mm, yeah. I think they there's dryness, but I, I think they are silly. Like like the trial at the end where Count Olaf goes to like sing a song and the judge is like, you can't do your final refrain in song. And he's like, fine. Like, it plays like, one note. Yeah. Plays one note. Like, no more piano, side plots. Where did the, where <laughs> did the piano come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like sitting on a couch. I think it's funny because he's like a villain that, like in the book, there's none of that. Oh, really? There's none of that real silliness. I, I don't. I don't find him silly in the book. You find him terrifying in the book. Mm. He's just this awful human being. And yes, he is awful in the show, but they they give him so much more depth. Because you see, like his past and what what drove him to to be where he is. Sure. Because it's coming from a a position of like he's just been What's through good? a lot of hurt. Well, it's crazy that it's like so so he's coming from a position of loss himself, and so he then inflicts that pain on other people, and so it's very classic supervillainy, right? Like yeah. I feel something, so I'll make sure nobody feels yeah you know anything ever again. It has that same same poetry to it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that silliness came, like, even though the Jim Carrey movie didn't do very well, I wonder if it, like, came from that kind of, um, that influence, because Jim Carrey is a silly Olaf. Yeah, he is. He is. And so I wonder if, so I wonder if that, that imagery of Jim Carrey just kind of stuck in people's minds, even in Neil Patrick Harris, without even, like, thinking about it yeah, or if that was the uh, show being like hey it's depressing and for kids so let's do this although this isn't really for kids like i mm. like it is and it's not like there's nothing in there that would like really shock or, or awe children mm. but the majority of the jokes are for adults adults yeah um it is very adult humor because i think he like it's the writing that makes it so silly it's like this quick little because he's trying to be scary and then mm-hmm. something will happen he's like Ugh. like it, it, something happens and inevitably and right it just throws throws it a little bit so the show doesn't take itself too seriously no i but I, it you can tell that like mm-hmm. this is serious like he he's actually after these kids and like oh, he's yeah. not gonna stop you know right. what I mean? no, so, he's very that, that there's that episode we talked about this with um we haven't talked to Ismay Squalor at all. His you know, <gasps> yeah, she's she's terrifying. She's actually kind of scary and and hilarious in in her own in her own way mm. too. But um, that episode in the hospital when she's like hunting for the kids is yeah. like actually scary. Yeah, the well, hospital episode scared me just entirely. Yeah, just as a human. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you get scared at you know little things. It's okay. It's cute. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Thousands of people will hear this episode, by the way. So oh, thousands great. of people know you get scared at ladybugs. I uh, love ladybugs. No, nope. I already said it. Does There's actually a ladybug in the house today. Have one eye and go hunting for it. Unless the cat ate it, which is very which That's is very, very plausible. Plausible. Very plausible. Mm-hmm. You're the one who's afraid of bugs in this relationship. Yeah. He can't even look at butterflies. That's not true. That's not true. I have a thing with butterflies, bugs. and you're like, ew, dead bugs. 
dead butterflies are different than alive butterflies. Okay. Just put that out there. Dead things are different than alive things. That's my science lesson for today. (laughs) Very good. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I digress. Good, good. I'm so glad. Do you, what do you think of the kids, the the Baudelaire's themselves? They do a nice job. The actors? Yeah. Yeah, I think they did a really good job. Are they like that in the book too? Or the the way they are? Because I thought the kids were great. They really did a nice job. Yeah, the kids are like very, very smart and yeah, you don't get annoyed with the kids in the books or anything like that. I I feel like they did a really good job. Good. They're very watchable child actors too. Because yes. sometimes child actors, you just want to like, oh my God, they're just not good. You yeah. Know? But Carmelita was great too. Oh, actually. she's funny. She's yeah. She's real funny. She did a really good job, which made you want to slap her. Oh yeah, the yeah. worst way. I don't think there was really a weak link in the show, which is why I think I enjoyed it overall. Like I can't really think of anything where I was like, mm, that was just okay. Yeah, no, everybody did a really Maybe good the job. Factory, the factory, the log factory episodes. I think that wasn't so much the show. It was just the, you know, the story that the had story, to adapt. Yeah, yeah. That was very uninteresting. But yeah, I don't like the lumber mill one. The lumber mill. That's yeah. it, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but the, the rest um, of it was... The miserable mill. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of it is top notch. Would recommend. Wish there were more, but I'm also glad that it wrapped up in a satisfying way. Yes, I was very satisfied when it ended. I said, yes, that's it. I feel good. Then they said they didn't want to continue. They're not going to continue to make like series of unfortunate events too. And like they're they're Mm -hmm. just ending it there because they said we have a a set piece that that works. The story that we're going to tell and we're done. Yeah, yeah. I like that about that. I like that about the show. Yeah, it's really good. I recommend checking it out if you want a good laugh because it is. It is funny, especially. I know some people were like, oh, "I don't. I liked the original movie so much. I don't want to watch the this one." I said, "If you liked the original movie, this is even better." Yeah, it's better because I do kind of like that first movie. So, um. yeah, no, I like it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that Netflix is doing these things now, where they're taking stuff that people were maybe slightly disappointed with on the first go around because. And they tried to better versions of yeah, them. They tried to cram too much into too little time, and um, like they're going to do Narnia, and mm-hmm. I'm so thrilled because yeah, the only real good one is the first one. The first one, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're just trying, they're just trying too hard, and just ah. Mm-hmm. So they're beautiful films, but they, yeah. I they just didn't get the story right. So I'm looking forward to what Netflix will do. We'll see, we'll see. Well, anyway, this was fun. So you can find us at Beer with Geeks at beerwithgeeks.com. Facebook, Gmail, and Twitter. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Find us on all the places podcasts can be found. You can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash audio and donate as little as 25 cents a week, a dollar a month, $12 a year to keep the lights on. Cheaper than Netflix, even for a month. You know, delivering quality sound entertainment to you. Get it sound because this is an audio program. <laughs> oh. If you like Mary and want to hear more of Mary, you can, of course, check her out at Tolkien TV Talk. Um, and of course, tell us if you like her enough, and she can come back on this show. Wow! Wow! They like me. No. They really, really like me. Not yet. Not they yet. Don't. They, okay. Okay. They they might though. When I come back, they'll I'll like say you. that. Okay. Like yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you got to come back. Okay. All right. I'll come up with more ideas. I I always feel like Lucy from I Love Lucy with the show. Like like Lucy Ball. Timmy, when am I when am I gonna be on the show? They call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the rumba pit. When I play my maracas, I go chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. Anyway. You can't see it right now, but he's dancing like Ricky Ricardo. I was. It's great. It's pretty impressive. Anyway. Until next time. Cheers. cheers.